20 years ago now, um, I was in between my freshman and sophomore years of college, and I had taken the summer, and I had taken a little intern job as an associate youth pastor. And it was in a, a little town called Paola, Kansas, just south of, of Kansas City. And I was the associate youth pastor just for the summer until I went back to school in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And one of my responsibilities was uh, given to me was to uh, plan a mission trip uh, all the details of a missions trip down to the border between uh, Texas and Reynosa, Mexico to get all the details figured out. And sure enough, we got it worked out and we took 47 kids uh, to Mission, Texas, which is right on the border. And we would stay the night in a, in a gymnasium. And then the next morning, we would all pile onto a bus and we would cross the border and we would have these ministry events uh, where we would do access of kindness and we do uh, puppet shows with the kids. We, we did things that, that church people call human videos and, and we would we'd do this a lot and, and we'd, we'd point to a fake Bible and uh, uh, and it would just, but I mean, they, they ate it up back then. Back in the 90s, they just ate it up. And, and so we had this whole plan. Everything went well. I mean, it went off without a hitch. We only lost two kids. And, and uh, kidding, we didn't lose anybody, I don't think. But um, uh, it, it was a, a little dicey at times. Now, the last day of the mission trip, we tried to uh, have kind of some R&R &R and some fun. So we went back across the border. And as everybody was getting ready to leave off the bus, I said to everybody, I said, now look, we're going to drop you off in this like merchant area. And there's a lot of different shops and there's a like kind of a, a sort of like a food court in the middle and we're all going to meet there and you're going to go shopping now here's the deal like when you shop don't be rude you know you've heard about negotiating like like don't barter so bad where like you you're being rude don't disrespect people that's their business but also know that that they're probably expecting you to negotiate a little bit so be kind negotiate don't get taken you know don't don't spend 14 dollars for that switchblade comb that i got the first time i went and uh oh yeah and uh, I, I, so, you know, you, you just want to make sure you'll be wise with your money. And then I, I gave them this awesome statement. <laughs> uh, if you want to know how this really works, follow me around. I'll show you the ropes on the whole negotiation thing. And uh, believe it or not, nobody took me up on my offer. So I'm hanging out with a guy named George. We'll call him Jorge because it actually was Jorge, but we call him George. And, and, and Jorge's with me, and we're hanging out in the food court. And as we're eating, you know, I mean authentic food, I get a tap on my shoulder. It's a guy I've never seen before. He's from Reynosa. And he goes like this. <laughs> And so me and Jorge, we kind of go around the corner to like this side, this side hallway in the food court. And we're standing next to like a storefront and, and, and he begins to, to, to speak in Spanish and, and Jorge knew, knew Spanish. And so he's interpreting, he's saying, hey, look, I am trying to get back across the, the border. Um, I need to fill out some applications. It costs some money. I, 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 I've left my, my family and my job over there, but I can't get back and, and I don't have a way to get the money. I'm, I'm selling some stuff. And he pulls out of his pocket this, this, this cloth and he opens the cloth and he has a gold ring with diamonds in it. And he goes, I'm selling my grandfather's ring. It looked like kind of a Aztec-looking kind of stuff, like kind of hammered gold with these little diamonds. And, and he goes, it's real. I said, well, how do I know it's real? And then he translated, and, and uh, he said in Spanish, how do I know it's real? And, and, uh, and uh, 
he, he says, it cuts glass. And he took it and he, in the storefront, and he, he slid it across the glass and it scratched the glass. And the other guy I was with, his name was Chris, was a little bit older than me. He goes, oh, it cut glass. It didn't cut glass. It scratched the glass. My dog's toenails scratch glass. But I was sunk. I was in, everybody. He goes, I said, how much? Because <laughs> I was a pro. He said, $120. It's worth like 500 120 And so I, I went, I, you know, <laughs> Jesus, help me. Why did I do this? I said, 60 And he said, deal. <laughs> like fast. And so I'm getting my money out. I'm like, 60 bucks. Oh, I'm going to resell this. It's going to be awesome. I give him my 60 bucks, and, 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 and I said, what's your name? And I, I am not making this up. This is the absolute unfiltered, unadulterated truth. He said, my friends call me Slick Willie. <laughs> Have you ever done something and then after it, you start feeling a little like, I don't know if I should have done that. So me and Jorge, we go to the next jeweler there in the merchant, and I say, hey, will you look? And he's, he's got his little glass, and he's looking. I said, how much do you think that's worth? I'd like to maybe sell it to you. He goes, how much did you pay for it? I said, well, how much, how much would you like to buy it from me for? And he goes, well, it's probably worth about 5 to $7. I got swindled by a guy in Reynosa, Mexico. After having shared Be Wise with a group of teenagers, and his name was Slick Willie. And I didn't even see it coming. Now, many of you have gotten close to predicting your future. When you say things like, I should have seen this coming. Like, you know, why, well, why didn't I think through that before I said yes? Why didn't I think through that before I said no? Well, why didn't I, like, like, wait for a second? Why didn't I just say no, no thanks, Slick Willie? Like, why, I, I should have seen this coming. And, and what's crazy is the things I can't see coming, many times people on the outside can see it coming. In fact, we say more, more uh, powerfully and more eloquently and more consistently, we say this next one, write it down. We say to one another, you should have seen this coming. Like, isn't it amazing how some people can see what we can't see and then we can see what they can't see? When the, with, with, their, with their relationships, with their finances, with our, with our kids, like, like, don't do that. Better get away from the edge. You're going to fall in. And they fall, I, I, they didn't see it coming. I, you should have you seen that coming. The, the, you know, the college girl says, he broke up with me. He's been trying to break up with you for like two years. You didn't see that coming? Oh, I'm so in debt. How did I get, how did I, how did I max out my four credit cards? You've been spending like there's no tomorrow. You didn't see it coming? But yet we see more easily than others. And here's, here's a more, I think it's a little bit, it's more sad. And it's, and it's this statement. You can write this one down. Sometimes we do see it coming. But then we choose to look in the other direction. Someone drops a hint. Circumstances roll in. And we say, no, 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 no. I know that's how it was for you. 
but but this time it's different. I I I I can quit any time I want. No, 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 no. That that's that that's how you perceive it. This is just that that's how they handle it. I'm I'm that's not gonna happen to me. Why do we do that? Why do we why do we do the things we do? Later in this series, we're gonna get to that a little bit more. Why why we tend to do the things we don't want to do and, and and then we don't do the things we want to do. But in order to kind of set the foundation for this series, Beginner's Guide to Predicting your future. I want to give you some bad news and some good news. Let's let's go ahead and and, and swallow the, the 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 bad news first. The, the bad news is this. Here here it is. Most personal problems can't be fixed. Most of your personal problems can't just like ha be fixed. Like you can you 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 can get your lawnmower fixed. You can fix the oven. You can fix the dog. That's a different kind of fixing. <laughs> you can fix your car. You can hit a deer going 50, and you can take it if it's not totaled, and you can get it fixed. And when they come out, they, they pull it around. It's almost as if you got a brand new car. It's like you can't even tell it was wrecked. Like that's how, like you can fix, you can get a computer fixed, even though a computer's complex. You can't, you can't fix your life like that. In fact, most computer problems, we all know, uh, we, we're all geniuses. Most computer problems are fixed when you do what? Uh, unplug it and then what? Plug it back in. Yeah, turn it off and then turn it back on. Well, you can't just turn off your life. But people are like, oh, if this doesn't work out, I'll just unplug from the relationship. If this doesn't work, well, I'll just unplug from that. Fine, I'll just, you know, declare bankruptcy. If this doesn't work, well, I don't know. I'll just live my, I'll, I'll just figure it out. It's going to be no, no big deal. It's my life. Let me live it. Let me live it the way I want to live it, Mom. And sometimes we think that we can just have a quick fix to a very deep, like you're made in the image of God. The complexities of your life are beyond you. The bad news is you just can't fix it. But the good news is most personal problems that can't be fixed, they can be avoided. And what you learn the hard way, you can then begin to avoid and say, well, not going to step into that hole again. And that's really what we're going to talk about is the, the principles that guide or predict our future. And they're not principles that I've made up. They're not principles that you've made up. Uh, they, they exist. We're just discovering them together. And it's biblical principles that will help predict your future if you'll lean into them. And so today I want to talk to you about the principle of uh, the path. And when I, uh, before, we, before we talk about the principle of the path, I just want to talk to you about principles. And no, I'm not talking about Mr. Feeney. Feeney from Boy Meets World or Mr. Skinner from The Simpsons. Certainly not going to talk about Mr. Rooney from Ferris Bueller. I would love to talk about Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell, but that's for a different sermon. Time out. Sorry, Saved by the Bell fans. Nobody? Okay. All right. Moving on. Pop culture is not connecting with this group. Principle. Talking about not a principal, but a principle. So let me give you a couple principles about principles. Here they are, number one. A principle is not a rule you follow, but it will follow you. So it's just a principle that exists. It will follow you whether you even know it's following you or not. It will attach itself to your life whether you want it attached or not. Number two, a principle is not something you choose to apply. 
Like I take A, B, and C and I apply it. No, 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 it, it applies itself to you. You may not even know it's applying. But, but it's like what goes up must come down. The, that law, that, that principle, it will apply itself to you whether you want it to apply or not. Here's another principle, number three. A principle is not a law you can break. It, it can break you though if you don't understand it correctly. Number four, a principle is not invented. It is explained. Let me take you back to uh, high school and in one of your classes, you may have learned about a guy named Archimedes. And uh, Archimedes didn't invent, he explained, uh, discovered more accurately, a principle that's already at work. And that principle applies to you whether you know Archimedes or not, whether you've studied Archimedes or not. Every time you get in the water, every time you float, every time you ride a boat, every time you swim, Archimedes' principle that he did not invent but he did discover, it applies to you. And that, that principle is the principle of buoyancy. It's, it's why a pebble can be thrown into a pond and it sinks directly to the bottom Whereas a cruise ship that weighs 40,000 tons can float across uh, the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, there, there's a principle of, of buoyancy. And whether you say, well, I, I, I didn't know anything about that. It's going to apply itself to you uh, the next time you're, you're in the water. And when it comes to the principle of the path, it's, it applies itself to you. Whether you want it to or not, whether you've seen it or not, whether you've discovered it or not, the principle of the path applies itself. It, you discover it sooner or later, and, and here's something to know about the principle of the path. It's not an instant solution. I need a solution to my problems. It's not a solution. It actually is a direction to follow. You know, there's a di big difference between a path that you take and a solution that, that you uh, engage. It's like getting lost. And you've used the GPS, you use your Waze, your Google Maps, and, 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 and even Google Maps, even Waze got you somewhere turned around and you're facing like a 60-acre plot of land and you're supposed to be at the nearest McDonald's and you're trying to figure out, how did I get here? And, and, and Waze isn't working, so you, 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 you call a friend who's going to meet you at the McDonald's and you say, hey, hey, you don't say, hey, dude, I, I need a solution. What do you say? You say, hey, I, I need directions. I need directions on how to get there because I can't just solve my lostness. People will go to see a counselor this week or a pastor this week. People will talk to a friend over coffee this week and they'll share a problem and they say, what do I, what do I do? How can I fix this? How do I, how do I, how do I, what's the solution here? The truth is we're always looking for the solution and it's more direction that we have to take. Now the good news is as we take the right direction, as we understand that, that, that you don't get lost just like that, it takes a process to get lost, that we can, we can also get back on track the same way we got off track by understanding the power of the principle of the path. And here's the good news, write it down. Change directions, things will eventually change. Now, that's good news and bad news. Change directions and start doing things that you ought not to do, thinking things you ought not to think, trusting people you ought not to trust. Things will eventually change, okay? Change directions and start 
putting the first things first, the most important things, uh, have the right focus with the right people, and things will eventually change. Here's the problem with Christianity. People, here's the problem people place on Christianity. They want a quick fix. They want to come to church, say a prayer, but my life is still like got some junk in it. And it's a process. And it's taking different steps. Now, Jesus, greatest who ever lived, greatest teacher, but way beyond a teacher, he was Lord, the son of the living God. And one of his most famous sermons, one of his famous messages is called Sermon on the Mount, uh, where he, he, he stood on a mountainside and he shared. And his sermon had multiple points in it. He covered, I mean, a bunch of stuff. From loving your enemies to the beatitudes of blessed are those who do this and follow after this and take on this perspective. And, 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 and things like um, how, how to deal with someone that is, that is your enemy and, and uh, 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 lust in your heart and marriage and divorce and sexuality. Like he covers like it's the whole kitten caboodle here and towards the end of this multiple point sermon he wraps up the whole thing his conclusion is a little story it's a, it's a little object lesson it's a parable and here's how that that parable goes in Matthew chapter 7 it's where we get the principle of the path Matthew 7 it says like this therefore okay he said all this sermon on the mount and he said, okay, you've heard all that, therefore. So here's what it's there for. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, hmm, he's about ready to give us a cool thing here. He's about ready to give us some good news. Everyone that hears and actually puts into practice, here's the problem with this. A lot of people get dis, disenchanted with church, disenchanted with, with Jesus because, because they, they hear, but they don't put into practice. And so what happens is they see other Christians who hear, uh, but don't put into practice what they hear. And it causes all kinds of confusion in our culture when people are, are saying one thing and then living another. And it's called hypocrisy, and, and people see it, and they go, I don't know if I want all of that. Jesus goes on, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice will experience immediate relief relationally, financially, and professionally. Do you think that's what it says? No, that's not what it says. No. Uh-uh. Maybe it says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice will have discovered the fix for all their problems. Yeah, give me that verse. Read that verse. Read the verse, wife. No. No. Okay. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, here's what he really says. You know, it's like a wise man. A wise man may not be the smartest man, but he knows how to take information and apply it in the right way at the right time in the right circumstances. He knows how to take two statements like um, he who hesitates is lost and haste makes waste. And he figures out what decision to make and, and makes the wise decision when there could be both decisions to make. Um, he knows that life is connected. The wise man knows life is connected. And there is some like, if I do this over time, this will happen. That's, it's wise. And he doesn't have to be the best looking. He doesn't have to be the smartest. He doesn't have to be the wealthiest. But wisdom, he, he understands life is connected. The wise man, he's like a wise man. If you hear and put into practice who built his house 
A house isn't built in a moment. A house isn't, isn't built with a blink of an eye. A house takes time. It's a process. It, it takes ups and downs. The foundation has to be right. If you don't got the foundation right, it doesn't matter what everything else happens, how beautiful the chandelier is. If the foundation, like it, it's a process he's showing us, who built his house. And in this whole parable, the house is like our life. Those who hear his words and put them into practice is like a, a wise man who understands life is connected, who goes through a process to build his life on the rock. His first century audience would have known that if you're going to build on the rock, that, that takes time. That's a much harder uh, prescription to follow than just to put up a tent anywhere you want in the middle of the, uh, 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 of the desert. But to find the right pad, the right rock, it, it takes time and it's harder work to build on that. With sand, you can just dig in the sides. You can just kind of nail in the posts. Rock, you got to chisel and you got to drill and you got to level. And, it, and, it, and it's harder. It's harder to live on a rock foundation. He says that, that's, that's what the guy looks like when he builds the wise man on the rock. And then he gives this flip side of the coin. He says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice. They're not like a wise man. They're like a what? Foolish man. Yeah, a foolish man lives like this. A foolish man lives like, let's live in this moment. Shots, 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 shots. Eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die without any kind of understanding of what will happen tomorrow. A foolish man doesn't realize life is connected. They live like life is just a random idea of if I do this, who knows what might happen. Let's just, let's just roll it, see what takes place. That's how the foolish man lives who built a process. See, see, a foolish man doesn't lose everything the same way that the wise man doesn't get everything overnight. He builds and builds. And one foolishness, little stupid foolishness, just, just, just little bitty. It's why we teach our kids not to steal from the cookie jar. Little bitty. Going to hell for stealing that chocolate chip cookie. No, stop it. No. And in fact, let me tell you this. Be careful what you attach to your discipline. I'm going to give you something that's not in the notes here. If you're not careful when they steal from the cookie jar and you, and you tell them, God doesn't like them, God doesn't want them, all of a sudden God becomes the bad police guy. Right? Hey, we, 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 don't, we don't lie and we don't steal because God provides, because God, is, because God has a, a wiser way to live. And if you start building your life stealing cookies and cheating on tests and skipping school, I'm not gonna be able to just say, hey, no more cookies. I'm gonna have to be talking to you between some glass on a little phone that connects to the other room. And some of you right there in die ball, you've had to face that consequence. And now you're, you're living out the, the foolish moment that you wish you could, I, oh, I should have seen this coming. Now, the good news in all this, the good news is God has a way of redirecting our paths. 
And where we are is not where we're going to stay. And he can take us from where we are to where he wants us to go. But some of you right there at DCC, you know what I'm talking about. Like, oh, why didn't I see this coming? What happens when this whole man builds his house on the sand? You know, you know the, the foolish man just thinks, hey, it's good weather today. It's probably going to be good weather tomorrow. It's probably going to be good weather the next day. It's probably going to be good weather in March. It's probably going to be good. Let's just like have fun and let's build it on the sand. And he doesn't realize that what's swirling in the middle of the Pacific is on a straight line right to his front door. And someday soon, if he continues to build on the sand, the sky's going to darken. The wind is going to change. The raindrops are going to turn into heavy downpour. And what you built your life on will not survive. Jesus describes it. He says, the rain came down and the streams rose. And the winds blew. And they beat against that house. And it fell with a great crash. I can't talk about this scripture without thinking of my Sunday school days. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't say it right in this version, does it? For those of you that grew up in Sunday school. If we were reading the version we got in Sunday school, it would be, and the rain came down and the... See? You guys didn't go to Sunday school, did you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and the floods came up. And the house on the sand went. And this was, it was like in VBS is our favorite. Oh, we get to make a fart noise. And the house on the sand went. Splat. Kids, you ought not say the word fart. We're building little things, little things, little things. Beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Now, there's no fix. There's no fix to that house. But you can rebuild. You can rebuild. But you can't fix and solve a, a flooded house. Now, the wise man on the other side, the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew away and blew and beat against that house. Yet, it did not fall. Why? Well, because he was so lucky. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you know, it, it did not fall because because things just always work out for that guy. Yeah, he didn't have to experience what I experienced. His house didn't fall because you know God doesn't care about my stuff, only His. And people justify the slow building of their house on a sandy foundation by looking at other people and saying, "You should have seen this coming." as they continue to drop their tent pegs in the sand. No, the scripture doesn't say that. It did not fall, why? Because it had its foundation on the rock. It's the principle of sowing and reaping. You will reap what you sow. It's the principle of the path. Now I'm gonna tell you what the principle of the path is in just a second. But as Jesus concludes this, this Sermon on the Mount with this parable, Matthew interjects what he's watching. He's watching the whole thing and either he's writing it down or he's telling his scribe to write it down. And he, 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 he describes what happens in that moment in the very next scripture. He says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, 
the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. See, there was something special about Jesus. It wasn't just a good teacher that you ought might not follow. You ought might just follow him because he's just a, you know, he's got a lot of good things to say and whatnot. There's an, a, there's an authority behind the words of Jesus. Even if you're here this morning and, and, and you're not interested in, in inviting Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, his principles, his teachings would still, still help your life. Even if you didn't bow a knee to him. Now, the truth is you don't really understand his principles, and it's really hard for you to ever apply all of them until you truly invite him to have the authority to speak as one who has authority in your life. There are people that can speak into my life. I got people. Listen, there will be people that will speak into Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. Listen. There will be people that speak into your life on Facebook. You are the one that gives them the authority or not. And all of a sudden, we're, we, we get all wrapped up with somebody and one thing they said or they didn't say. And the way we respond and get all emotional, they, you have just given them authority in your life. You just gave them control and authority. But Jesus spoke who had authority and they, they heard it and they saw it. And I invite you, let him be the authority in your life. So it's not just a, just a good teacher. There's something different. It's his authority over, over life and death. After all, he, he conquered death. And he lived life beautifully. So the principle of the path. Would you write it down? So, sim- so simple. So simple. The principle of the path. Direction determines destination. Your direction determines destination. The best way to predict your future is to pay attention to where you're headed in this moment. Where you're turned, what has your focus, what's your point of horizon? I got lost in the middle of a lake swimming a half Ironman triathlon triangle of buoys in the lake there in Austin, Texas. And the goal to stay focused is to kind of keep your eye swim for a little bit. And every few strokes, I practice in the swimming pool, every 15 strokes, look up, see your point on the horizon, look down and swim. But in the middle of the heat, in the middle of the craziness, there were like 700 swimmers all in my particular heat, 4,000 people in the event. I'm swimming. And I say, oh, I know what I'm going to do. To get faster, I'm not going to look up every 15 strokes. I'm going to look up every 50 strokes. I made a, I made a, you know, I called an audible, everybody. Oh, feeling good, man, feeling good. And what happened in the lake, I will now show you that as I'm going straight, somehow... Without looking up, 48, 49, 50. Is that the tree I was looking at? Where's my point of horizon? 
and a nice judge on a, on a jet ski comes whipping into the deal and says, you idiot, what are you doing? I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what, how'd you get lost? This is a triangle. It's like, uh-uh-uh, you're done. I got confused. I just got confused. It's because I, I just took my eyes off of where I was going. I, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to change my whole strategy. I'm going to change my, the way I'm looking at my direction. And, man, it, it, co- it cost me some time. Uh, <laughs> I wish it was the one where Lance Armstrong was in the same race because then I could have used an excuse like, well, this, you know, Lance Armstrong obviously beat me before. You know, he had a faster time because I got lost in the triangle. Uh, but it was also because he was on steroids. So, you know, hey, that's why Lance Armstrong beat me. <laughs> what am I talking about? I digress. Direction determines Destination. And if you keep on going where you're headed, I want to tell you, everybody, you'll get there. You'll get there. You, you'll arrive. So for some of you, what breaks my heart is <clears throat> you're going somewhere and you, 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 you don't even know that the principle of the path applies to you. How many of you know? Many times we're, we don't know we're lost until we know we're lost. You can be lost and not know it. You can be lost and having a great road trip. <laughs> Isn't this a great time? Let's read the signs. Grand, a, A, advertising. Okay, you got the B, Sage. And we can be lost as a lost, lost, lost person. Not know where we're going, but we're having a good time getting there. And some of us, it breaks my heart to think that you don't even know you're lost. And so what's important is to stop and realize, where am I? Where, where, where am I? Let's look at the signs. Let's, let's look at the terrain. Is this where I intended to be? Is this the direction I want to be going in my life, in our marriage, in our relationships, physically, spiritually? The direction you're going will determine your destination. You know, it's why we start the year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. Prayer connects us with God. Fasting disconnects us from the world. We say no to some things to kind of clarify and, and, and just take a practical step. And then we, we pray to just reconnect and connect with, with God. And we ought to be praying every day. And there ought to be things we're saying no to all the time. We could say, hey, we're guys, we're going to go to 365 days of prayer and fasting. I mean, you could do that. But, but the truth is, it's that starting point. It's pushing the directions and getting the go and, 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 and leaving where you are and heading. And, and so 21 days of prayer and fasting is all about heading in the right direction this year. And I encourage you, you know, join us. If you said, well, man, I didn't start. We started on January 9th and here it is January, you know, what is it, 13th? You say, man, I already started. I guess we'll start now. Start January 14th. Go, go seven days. Be part of the 14 day. We're doing 14 days of prayer and fasting, everybody. It's starting tomorrow. Just, just be a part. And on Wednesday nights, the next two Wednesday nights, last Wednesday we had, we had 500 people on our campus in prayer and in worship. And it was a, just a powerful moment and a, a powerful time. It's a, right at an hour, a couple minutes over, went a couple minutes over. But I encourage you, be a part of that. Like direction determines destination. Um, so I, I invite you to be a part of our closer nights. You know, uh, 
going live today on our Timber Creek Church app. Uh, you can go to our Timber Creek Church app, download it from iTunes or wherever you get your, 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 your uh, apps, and you can click on Next Steps. And on Next Steps, you can read about um, some key ways to connect and, and really help determine direction in your life. And those things are starting point, which is like the first place anybody starts if you wanna be, uh, kind of take a next step deeper in Timber Creek and in your relationship with God is starting point. And from there, we, we help connect you with a place to serve, like Christians serve, dogs bark, cows moo, Christians serve. It's like language of the Christ follower. And we wanna help you find a team where you can serve and do life together with people. And then also groups, like we've got groups. You're like, hey, I'm a senior citizen looking for a group. We got groups out in the kiosk. Uh, there's several different kiosks set up in the lobby today. Say, I'm a senior citizen, I'm looking for a group. We got, we got a group. Hey, I'm a young adult, I'm looking for a group. We got a group. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm married, I got a group. Hey, I'm single, uh, I'm looking for a group. We, we, we got a group. Hey, I, I wanna be a part of a group that like just sits in a dark room and holds their breath and, and, and hums. We don't have that group. We don't have that group. Um, maybe you'd like to start that group. I, uh, but but I, you may be alone in that group <laughs> with you and your thoughts. But, but, but nevertheless, we got groups, study groups, social groups, support groups. We just don't want to do life alone. And I'm going to tell you there's something powerful about the principle of the path because it really matters who's around you on that journey. If you want to go a little deeper beyond serving and, and groups, there's a process. It's like a college kind of deal where we take you through a start and a stop. There's a start and a finish, and it's grow track and encounter. Grow tracks on Wednesday nights. We have a grow track one, we have a grow track two, and we have a grow track seven. No, I'm kidding. It's grow track three. Makes sense. Grow track one, two, and three all on Wednesday nights. You, you, you don't start with three. You start with one. Oh, but I've been in church a long time. It's okay. We, we start with one. We go through. It's a process. You feel, you, you, you connect with people. Uh, it helps with conviction, conduct, character. I promise you, people that have been going to church for 30 years have gone through grow track and say, for the first time, I'm, I'm really understanding not just churchy stuff, but like deeper knowledge about who Jesus is and what that means for me, not just knowledge, but like living it out. And then encounter, like maybe you, you love Jesus, but you got some stuff holding you back, some hangups, some habits, some things that like, oh, I wish I, why do I keep doing that? Encounters about really finding identity in Christ, kind of unpacking, uh, emptying ourselves and, and allowing Jesus to fill us uh, more and more with who he has called us to be, a deeper empowerment with his with, with him and his spirit. And all of those things are available on the app. You can talk about that and someone here, but, 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 but here, here's, here's the truth. Would you write it down? Everyone ends up somewhere. I mean, you're going you're to end up somewhere. I'm asking you to get there on purpose. Don't look back on this year. Don't look back on last year. Don't look back on the next six weeks and say, I should have seen this coming. Direction determines destination. So here, here let, let, me, let me give this to you as we wrap up today, okay? Let me, let me wrap up with these thoughts. Our invitation to you, we call it the, the, the TCC guarantee. Ha! And you have to say ha at the end of it. The TCC guarantee. Ha! Here's what it is. All right? We've made it as, as plain. I, 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 talking it with, with some of our staff, I've tried to make it as simple as possible. And here's our invitation to you especially if you're new, but even if you've been coming for years, but you've never quite engaged, you've never quite taken the next step in being involved, okay? Here, here's the invitation. Give us a year. You know why? 
because it takes a while to build a house. It takes a while. Give us a year. And when I say give us a year, I don't mean give us a year of hands crossed. I'll prove it. Well, go ahead and build my house on the rock. Bless God. Give us a year and engage the process. Take a next step. Get out of the comfort zone. Try something new. Um, sign up for a group and go. Listen, if you get there and you say, that group was weird, let us know. Let us know. We'll like give them a call. Hey, Frank, they said your group is weird. I said, well, I'll, we just like to sit in the dark and hold our breath. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's not, what, that's not how we do men's ministry around here. <laughs> Engage the process. Be a part of what, what we're offering for you. And it's not even what we're offering. We're, we're just simply trying to take uh, and create vehicles of what Jesus is already offering. Jesus will change you from the inside out. We won't. A, a, a group won't. But through that process, through that direction, Jesus changes you from the inside out. And many times the church has been known for trying to change people from the outside in. Stop doing that. Don't do that. Fix that. Change that. Look different. Be different. Talk different. And really the more we change on the inside, it, the more it does affect us on the outside. Jesus will change from the inside out. Here, here's, here's our part of the process. We're just going to help you get there. My job as a pastor is to help facilitate a tour, a journey for you of next steps for Jesus to be the center of your life. Now, that's our invitation, but can I give you the greatest invitation that was ever offered to humanity? Ever given in the history of, of invitations God, creator of heaven and earth, did not send an envelope to your P.O. box with a nice crisp invitation that you open up and save the date on. He sent his son. And his son didn't just come. His son had an invitation for you and for me. An invitation that he shared on a, on a mountainside somewhere that he still shares through his spirit, even speaking to you today in January 2019. And Jesus' invitation to us is not, is not, do better. Do better. Try harder. Change that. Stop it. Well, you just stop it. Stop it. Fix it. Fix it. It's broken. It's, you need fixing. Fix it. Stop it. Fix it. Maybe you grew up and that's, that's what you heard from the pastor on Sundays. There are some things you probably should try harder on and some things you probably ought to change and some things you ought to stop and things you ought to fix. But that's not Jesus. Jesus did not leave heaven for earth, die a ridiculously excruciating death and raise with ridiculous and crazy empowerment for power to live every single day of your life. For him just to say, try harder. Jesus' invitation to you and me is the principle of the path. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. You want to hear and put it into practice? Come on. You want to hear the word and see life change eventually as you change direction? Follow. Follow me, Jesus says. I'm not mad. Come on, let's go hang. Come on, follow me. 
get some dirt on you. I went to my neighbor's house, borrowed a ladder, and I put my wheel through their grass, and I splattered mud. This happened a couple days ago. Splattered mud all over their driveway, all over my brand new car. Not my brand new car. My brand new cleaned 2009, 240,000 miles to the Sequoia. All past living up, yeah. texted him I said oh, I ran my I ran my wheel through your through your grass and I I'm so sorry I didn't I, I, I messed up I, I was looking for a hose I tried to clean it off I'm sorry you know man I'll, I'll be up there he, he sent me a text back I said what the heck dude we're gonna be neighbors you can't be worrying about little stuff like that I said oh by the way I, I put a golf ball through your window <laughs> no I'm kidding I didn't do I didn't do that but, but I did skinny dip in your pool. No, I'm kidding. I didn't do that either. That was a bad, bad, bad. Okay, sh- shut up, Jeremy, and get on your... I got to get this ADD stuff fixed out, Janet. Um, fixed up. So here's the deal. Here's what I'm saying. My neighbor didn't say... Like my neighbor said, hey, don't worry about it. And I don't want to say to you that, that, that Jesus, maybe you put a wheel in the ditch and you're embarrassed of it. He said, okay, come on. Let's go. We'll figure it out. Follow me. Follow me. It's the greatest invitation of all. Would you close your eyes this morning? You can hear this word and not do anything about it. And if you do, you may live and be happy. But the truth is, I really believe this, that there's going to come a time in your life where then you say, uh-oh, whoa, wait a second. How did I get here. I didn't see this coming. Jesus doesn't wait for you to get back on track. He's the one that gets you back on track. So if you'd like to follow him today for the first time or the first time in a while, you've drifted, you're like me, you got lost in the race. You got lost in the swim, but you want to get back on track. If that's you, would you just raise a hand say, Pastor, would you pray for me today? I want to get back on track. Put a hand up right now. It's all across the room. I want to pray with you. Right there at Die Ball, you just put a hand straight up. I just want to get back on track today. I want to follow Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You can put your hands down. Jesus isn't just a good teacher. He has the authority, so he's worth following. In your own words, you'd say, Jesus, you have the authority of life, the authority of the path. I, I surrender to you guide me in my next steps. I Help me to rebuild on the right foundation. Help me build for the first time on where I need to go. I've been trying to do this marriage, and we've been kind of don't know what to do next. God, we want to, would you help us? Would you guide us? Would you, would you lead us? Would you set us in the right direction? Invite him. Be the Lord of my life. Guide me, Lord. I want to follow you. I am deciding today to follow Jesus and I'm not going to turn back I'm going to move forward in Jesus name